Welcome to another episode of the Financially Free Investor, where you will learn information and strategies on how to become financially independent by investing in real estate, something that is not taught openly in our society today. Financial freedom matters so you can live a bigger life, retire early, and do what matters most to you. Get ready to hear tried and true methods to becoming financially free with your host, Jordy Clark. All right, everyone, welcome into another episode of the Financially Free Investor. This is another episode of Real Estate Rapid Fire. So we're recording this on June 27th, 2022. A lot has happened. Jay and I have both been traveling. We've kind of missed each other like ships passing in the night. You know, here we are. We're back at it. Uh, we should get a pretty good cadence going. And yeah, the market has changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good to be back. Good to be back with your folks. Jordy, I have a fun philosophical question I wanted to start us off with today. Okay. Go for it. So... Most people are probably familiar with the saying, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around, does it make a sound? And I thought about that the other day was, as I was reading my, like, I don't know, 700th article on a recession. And I said to myself, if everybody says there's a, a going to be a recession, is there going to be? Are you already in one? Will there ever be one? Are they making moves that uh, will make sure that there never is a recession? I thought that was kind of fun because unlike the 2009 debacle that we, we have now come to known as a recession, uh, I don't think anybody, I mean, I'm sure a few people were talking recession, absolutely. But in general, there was a lot of denial back then. You know, there was a lot of this can't happen, real estate never goes down, stock market never. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of denial. So I'm, I'm wondering if everyone says there's going to be a recession, where are we, Jordy? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, Maybe your listeners will respond. We need to do this in a live chat. That'd be fun. <laughs> we'll do that, that one day. That would be fun. <laughs> are, are we in a recession or is one going to happen? The actual definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, right? Technically, we had our first because Q1 of 2022 was negative. Q2, we're right at the tail end of Q2. Wow. And when did they announce that? In a week or two, a couple weeks, three weeks, something like that? I, yeah. I, I'd be willing to bet that we are in a recession. If you go by that definition. And I would agree with you. I'm trying to think of another philosophical analogy, but basically, you know, when all signs around you are pointing at the same direction, there you are, you know. Um, so here we are in a recession, you know. Yeah, that's great. How's how's it feel? You know, that's a that's a really good question. I've been listening to a lot lately just because sales have slowed down a little bit here on the residential side. And you know, as you know, that's where a chunk of my income comes from, from our residential sales team. It's interesting. I'm like, okay, is this 2008? Is this, you know, like what's going on? And, you know, I, I think history is always changing and it's always different, but it rhymes. I am actually pretty excited that we're going into a recession. In the market, I think we're seeing a lot of knee-jerk reactions. We saw this when COVID hit. Like, I actually fire sold a couple of properties that 
I shouldn't have. I fire sold it because I was probably over leveraged at the time. I didn't have, you know, a cash position to be comfortable. They were just flips. I only lost money on one of the two, but I sold them both because I thought that the market was just completely going to collapse. And I didn't know that they were going to print so much money that wouldn't collapse. <laughs> it would cause, you know, high, high inflation, which we're now seeing. So it's interesting. I personally think you can be in one of two boats. You can be in the chicken, in chicken littles boat and you can be scared. You can hold on to your money and, you know, I can guarantee what's going to happen there. It's going to be devalued. <laughs> And more important than that, you're going to miss opportunities. Mm -hmm. Or you can be in the boat of, you know, realistic, knowing where you're at. Um, I'm going to call it the Ed Milet boat. Um, <laughs> you, you know where you're at. You know we're in a recession. You're, you know, fiscally conservative. You've got some money on the sidelines looking for an opportunity. And you're making lots of offers, you know, constantly looking for good deals. Because I think this right now and right here where we're at, is fortunes can be made in times like this. That's well said. You may just you may just want to end there. That was pretty good. <laughs> no, that was uh, that that was really good. And I actually, having now come many circles, I can relate a lot to to Chicken Little. Even though I've over fifteen years always act been actively investing, you know, I've there there have been like three times probably in the last 15 years where I said I was just going to hold off or not buy something. The market's too hot. There were like three or four legitimate reasons where I just didn't ask the right question. How do I stay active? How do I continue to buy good properties, grow, scale, uh, cash flow, you name it. So I didn't go backwards necessarily, but man, did I did I miss some opportunities because, uh, well, honestly, you know, I grew up a little scarce. My dad, you know, like like the World War II era or whatever. They he grew up super scarce, right? And so some of that, some of that got passed down. And and I don't mind admitting it now because abundance and, and that mentality is, is something that I work on. But I agree with you. Uh, I'm getting excited. You know, part of me kind of kind of hates saying it that way because there's no doubt there's still some you know anxious. You know, there's. There's probably going to be some some people that might be without a job throughout this whole thing. That you know, that that is a that is an outcome of recessions, and that's unfortunate. But what are we going to do on the real estate side of things? We're going to continue to cash flow and have some buying opportunities, like you said. I also love that you know we talked about this a little bit earlier too, and getting more aggressive on making offers because for once in many months, maybe even a couple of years, eighteen months, two years, making an offer actually gets you something versus this much over list price and we will do it sight unseen and all this other crazy stuff. You know, the, the, the term making an offer is actually coming back, which I think is healthy. Oh, it, it totally is. I think I've said this before, but the last couple of years, people were buying houses that they literally didn't love just because they could get it. Right. Yeah. So I got an, I got an interesting one here kind of two facts that lead into the same point. The cost of owning a home is $836 more than renting. Per that's month? A lot. Uh, that's, that's annual. Okay. Yeah, that would be a whole lot. That would be Park City. If it was. <laughs> <laughs> Could be true up here, but that's for a year, which, you know, that's significant. And it's $200 higher than any other 
like the gap there is $200 higher than any other time since the turn of the century, which I thought was also interesting and being being sort of a new high water marker between owning and renting because I actually subscribe to the Grant Cardone School of uh, School of Education that says uh, renting is awesome. And, I, and I've been a, I've been a renter probably over half of my paying for somewhere life, pro- probably like 60, 65 percent. I now own because factors changed, math changed, and I reevaluated. And, and so I own now, but I bought previous to this, these facts, which are, uh, this is an interesting one that again, bubbles up to the same, same bullet point, home price rose 50% year over year on average, while rent only increased 9%. So maybe price has room to come down and rent has, I think, a lot of runway because as you and I talk about often the cost to purchase something versus what you can rent it for or what we can rent it for, <clears throat> that gap is too big right now in a lot of markets, if not if not all. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. What are you seeing out there with, you know, I know, some of what your brokerage does, there's a new build component. I, I always find new build interesting because kind of like in terms of real estate economics, a lot of times you see something happen there first or maybe like a little more aggressive because they're producing so many numbers, you know, so much volume. What, uh, what are you seeing on, the, on that side of your world? Yeah, well, stuff's sitting longer. It's not selling the first weekend we put it up on the market. Uh, which again, I, I think is good and healthy. And it's kind of tipping back towards the buyer a little bit as far as the who's got the advantage in negotiation. Kind of like you were alluding to before, you know, the words make an offer. You haven't seen that for three years. Inventory has gone back to where it was in 2019. That said, we still have about a month and a half worth of inventory, which anything over six months, it's a buyer's market. Anything under six months and it's a seller's market and six months is a balanced market. So we're still in a seller's market, uh, still a great time to sell. I think all the froth came off the top of the market. Just all of the craziness is gone and it's kind of back to more of a realistic, you've got a little bit of time to figure out if this is the right house for you or not in most cases, which, you know, you're making a seven to 10 year decision in 10 minutes. And it's just like, that's not, good for anyone. I mean, I think a lot of buyers have left the market because of interest rates. I've said this before on the podcast, I don't know that we're going to see a big decline in prices. For sure, we're going to have to see inventory come up significantly before we start seeing a big decline in prices. Now, what we are seeing, and I think people mistake this, is we are seeing that people are dropping their prices. You know, whether that is the market correcting itself and we're headed down, on price, or that's just the froth coming off the top of the market. Like people are realizing I can't price this thing at whatever I want and it sells. Like three months ago, you could still get away with that. Today, you really can't. It's got to be priced, you know, at a reasonable price. And it's kind of funny. Somebody commented on one of my YouTube videos and they're like, oh, you know, I I said the bubble isn't popping, that there, you know, isn't really a bubble. And they're like, oh, this is going to age poorly. And I just had a conversation going back and forth. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And basically the only thing he could come up with was he sold a house 
that he bought 10 years ago at a 300% profit and somebody else five doors down just listed theirs 10% lower than what he sold for. And you know that's how he's basing the fact that he thinks the market's collapsing. Okay, I see where you're coming from. We won't know if we're in a complete free fall for the next 90 days, right? Because the real estate market, unlike the stock market, moves very slowly. So in 90 days, we'll be able to look at what sold today and we'll be able to have a better picture of what's going on using, you know, data like that. But I can't see us being in a complete market free fall where we go down 30% with how low inventory is. I, I think all of the not serious buyers and not serious sellers are out of the market because yeah. if someone's got a 2.9% interest rate and now prevailing interest rates are a normal 6%, which by the way, a 70 year average on home mortgage interest rates is 7%. So we're still below average. We're just drunk on cheap debt. The Fed stopped buying all the mortgage-backed securities. And so now the market is actually pricing mortgages, which is how it should be. Like it's not healthy for the Fed to just absorb all of our mortgages on their balance sheet. So, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it's, it's still hard to find people to come out and even replace a air conditioner. <laughs> and, and so... It's going to be interesting to see where, yeah, where this, it is. <laughs> right? It's going to be interesting to see where all this uh, goes. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I, uh, so, you know, I was in the military, so I like to have fun with uh, sayings every now and then. I, I call this operation sit tight, you know, in, in terms of not where we are, but in terms of people, people either slid a move that they wanted to do up or back based off kind of what's been going on in the last two years, interest rates, maybe we should buy a house. We're kind of getting bigger as a family. We might want to move. We're working remotely. We've always wanted to live X, Y, Z, you know, so it's just like fast forwarded so many buying decisions that, uh, that I think now there's a lot of people that can just operations sit tight. And so that's gonna, you know, that's gonna, make inventory hang hang out a minute a, a little longer and, and all that good stuff but uh interesting comments on on the youtube that's that's pretty cool you know any any feedback is, is good and welcome but uh definitely you know first thing i i think of when i uh when i hear that is time and timing you know he got his timing right and he also doesn't understand the most important thing and our real estate which is time time is your friend so uh never be in a position where you have to sell right and you will never you'll never be sorry um and and there, there it does look like there's a few uh, i'm seeing some listings residentially and commercially not a lot very few and i actually don't expect it to go a lot higher like this to become a really significant factor. I bet it's below 5% right now that I think they need to sell. And the, and the price and their, and their decrease uh, is reflective of that uh, in terms of how aggressive they're going. And I think they just, you know, they didn't buy with the, with the right long-term approach saying what if. And um, so, so they didn't, all the, all the check boxes weren't there. And now they're, they're having to get kind of aggressive on the get rid of. Yeah. And we should make offers on those properties. We definitely are. We're um, one of our KPIs for our real estate team. 
I told our, our buyer's agents this, I want each of them making 15 low offers every single week, just because I think that there's a good opportunity that we're going to catch someone who's in a position that they need to sell and they're willing to take a big discount. So we're definitely ramping that up because we're in a position to help them sell quickly. <laughs> yeah. Alleviate their concerns. Totally. Yeah. yeah well, we talked, we talked this morning actually about an apartment building that, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not out of line, um, but it's, it's a little based, you know, it's got a little math in there that's more based on the pro forma than, than actuals, uh, which we saw a lot during COVID, but, uh, we, you know, we're going to throw out an offer based off actuals because that's what we're buying and we'd love to have it. And we'll make that offer competitive based off those actuals and we'll, we'll see where we land. And to your point, you throw enough out there, you know, you can, you can negotiate, you know, I had to, I had to sell something one time. we still did okay. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't quite get all the way through my business plan with it because we had to move. There was a, there was a bazillion things going on, but, uh, you know, didn't quite get it as you, you, we talk about value add in real estate. And I didn't get to add all of the value that I had planned. I got to realize, you know, probably 60% of it. And we got paid for that, which was nice. Um, but that's, you know, that's okay. Especially in the commercial market, we're just we're going back to the, going back to the, uh, negotiation table now on both sides, which is a, which is a good thing. I look forward to that. Now that we know we're not all going to die if we are in a recession, <laughs> what else are you seeing? <laughs> yeah, I keep going back to just getting, getting excited, you know, um, even though, I was a benefactor of of the the market recently because I I've sold stuff over the last three years. So have you, so have we. I'm I'm excited for the next chapter because I think you're gonna need to be a little bit better. That's why people better listen to your podcast. I think there will be opportunity, but you just you you can't, you know, you, you need to get out the calculator. You need to get those spreadsheets back out. Uh, you need to work on negotiation skills, you know, things that these things are fun for me. You know, when everything's just a ridiculously competitive, crazy seller's market, I got to be honest, I didn't have a ton of fun. We made some money. I appreciate that. No question. I'm very appreciative for that, but it's not a super fun time. You know, I'm actually, I'm looking for Like, I feel like this next chapter is going to be fun. That's you true. know, we keep asking you, you got some feedback off YouTube. I probably need to ask this question before I hop on and start firing off with you, but uh, we get any questions from the audience that you that you can remember of? I know you got your assistant there curating those, but anything jump out to you that came in from the audience? Be cool to start slamming into those. A lot of what I'm hearing though from I know that people that are regular are just, you know, gosh, is it a good time to buy? Okay. You know, nothing Love that specific, question. but yeah, what do you think? Is it what do you say? Oh man, that's, that's why we're such good partners. We're always asking each other good questions. Who can get it out first? I'll go. No, the answer for me after 15 years of investing has not always been the same. The answer now is yes, always. At the height of the market, at the bottom of the market, the top of the market, the mid market, the answer is always. And it's not always easy. And you've got to be really good and you should never buy anything that you shouldn't buy. But you do need to learn how to buy in every cycle. Otherwise, you'll never, you'll do okay. You'll, you'll get a couple of rentals under you. And I'm speaking from experience here, but you're going to let off the gas 
and you're going to look back in the rearview mirror and say, man, was I wrong during that time? And I should have kept buying. I should have just bought smartly and I'd be in a much different position today. So I think it's always a good time to buy. <clears throat> and, I, and I answer that way because I have been the guy who did not buy when the time wasn't perfect. And I missed a lot of opportunities and I learned from that. So should you buy at the height of the market? Well, no, if you know that the low of the market is going to be in 72 days, sure, wait for that. And also give me your number. Um, but learn how to invest in every market. You want my investment advice? You know, everybody, planet Earth, learn how to buy things in every market. You know, work on your tools and get the check boxes right so that you can always buy. Now, sometimes it makes sense to slow your acquisitions, we like to say. <laughs> and sometimes it makes sense to lean in more fun and go really fast and buy as much as you can uh, because the fundamentals are constantly changing. So that's my answer to that, more or less. I appreciate the question. I've asked the question and I've even gotten it wrong a few times, but I would say, yes, whoever we're talking to, thank you for the question. And you should figure out what you can buy today and buy it and you won't be sorry. As long as it makes sense. Right, yep. Cool. My advice would be, you know, I remember telling people not to buy stuff in 2014 because I was convinced that we would have another crash. In 2016, we had reached the pricing where we were at in 2008. And I told people not to buy. And I myself didn't buy. Mm -hmm. In 2019, I finally figured out that it doesn't matter what happens, I am one year closer to being old enough to take social security and one year further away from being a young buck. So I just need to start investing. <laughs> and, you know, contrary to, I'm, I'm kind of a contrarian, so contrary to the whole life plan that, you know, go to school, get good grades so you can get a good job and work till you're 60, 65, put money in a 401k. Like I, I don't subscribe to that belief. 2019 is when we started buying cash flowing real estate that made sense at the time. A couple of things happened. We had an opportunity after we acquired a couple of properties to lower our interest rate because interest rates go up and down all the time. You know, when we bought those properties initially our rates were like five and a half then there was an opportunity to refi down and we refinanced and capitalized on that and it made a big difference in our monthly payment the interesting thing is rents have continued to go up on all of our properties that we've bought at the end of the day we don't know what the market's going to do if it's going to go up if it's going to go down it's going to stay sideways. There's no way of knowing. The other problem is there's too many conflicting things going on out there, right? Like we've got high inflation. Real estate typically does well in high inflationary environments. 
but we've never had a point in time where they've printed as much money as they have, as quick as they have, while also having high inflation and a global pandemic and, you know, just keep going on and on with like, no one knows what's going to happen. But if we can buy something that in 10 years, I'm going to look back and go, you know what, I'm glad we bought that. That's how I'm basing my investment decisions today, right? Because in 10 years, I think all of the noise will be settled out and stuff will be more expensive. You know, we might get used to gas at $6 a gallon. Everyone might start making more money. You know, like we we tried to hire a gal for our real estate team and, you know, we without saying what we offered to pay her, we asked her what she was looking for. And in my job offer, I gave it to her. And she said, it's not enough. And I said, okay, well, I increased it $5 an hour more. Okay, well, it's still not enough. So, you know, like sometimes, like, I, I don't know. And I don't know if she's out shopping for other jobs where she's making 15 an hour more than I offered. Um, all I can do is the best I can do given the knowledge and resources I have. So, you know, we'll, we'll end up figuring it out, but people will end up making more money. A million dollars, 10, well, we'll say a million dollars 30 years ago was a big deal, right? And 30 years before that, it was a really big deal. But a million dollars today, I mean, it's still a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as it probably was 30 years ago. So, you know, general rule of thumb, I think if you have reserves set aside and you've got extra money to invest, you know, I mean, buying something that cash flows today that a tenant's paying off for you that you know is going to go up in value over the next 30 years. Pretty good bet, in my opinion. Real estate's kind of hard to just disappear. It can happen, but, you know, companies can disappear overnight. You know, look at the whole Enron thing from, you know, a couple decades ago and stuff like that can happen with companies. It's not super rare or, or it's super rare that it happens, but it happens. But real estate, you can touch it, you can feel it. Someone has to live in it. A couple of good things there. I, I wrote down two, but one one of them, hopefully people can answer this, you know, uh, quickly. But would you rather have a million dollars 30 years ago? Or would you rather have a million dollar piece of property that was paid for in cash 30 years ago? Or take the property for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would, especially if it was in Salt Lake or Austin, Texas, <laughs> yep. or, or one of these other cool, super hot, awesome markets. The other thing, you know, what you were saying kind of reminded me is that I like to learn and I, I hate paying tuition in terms of like, ouch, that hurt. And I learned and that cost me. I call that tuition, but you got to pay it every now and then. But I did thinking about it. I think I learned the most in my real estate career during kind of the bottom phase. And most recently, I'd say last five years, probably, but three years more specifically, not because I was like, like that was the most time of my activity, maybe because I, I, I try to be a little more active every year, but I learned the most in those two extremes. So that's good. It teaches you a lot. Everybody get ready for a lesson get out there and start learning. Yeah. Still want that million dollar property 30 years ago. Uh, now that'd be nice. <laughs> well, uh, what else have you seen in the news? We've got a few more minutes that we can recap something. What do you, what do you see? It, it's starting to be a little consistent. And I think, you know, everyone's 
just got their eyes open. Stock market's going bonkers, right? You know, we're going back to these 800 point swings up or down. Great, great market, great uh, times for traders. Man, my eyes are just on what else, what, if the Fed continues to go aggressive, interest rates, especially for residential, although we're buying a lot of commercial and that that's important, tends to lag a little bit from the residential market. And uh, like I say, I'm just kind of watching, figuring out how fast or slow to go, but definitely not pausing. Makes a lot of sense. Just a little more cautious, but always buying. Yeah, if they get anything from this, figure out how to buy in every market. It's going to be the J, J tagline. We're buying. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they tell you to do that in the stock market, right? Dollar cost average. Keep, keep Dollar buying. cost average. Yeah. And over time, it goes up. Yeah, I mean... It's an interesting time. It'll be interesting to see where things go. But you know what? Like, honestly, I've bought some of the best deals I've ever bought in the last two years when it was yeah. a super hot market. Like, even, even today, you know, we bought a fiveplex together with another partner. I was just thinking of that. And, I love that thing. <laughs> dude, we found a good deal. <laughs> yeah. It needed a little bit of work. So we did the yeah. work. We did talk about it though, to be fair, when we bought that, it wasn't cheap by any means. It's not like we got, we got some kind of unforeseen, no, we, we paid a good price in an expensive market, but dude, that thing has been awesome. You know, that has been absolutely awesome. So carry on. But I just wanted to underscore that we, you know, somebody didn't call us and try to just offload some dump on us. Like we paid a fair price in a hot market. Well, at the time, I, I think I remember us thinking that we were paying too much, which mm -hmm. that's happened on everything I've ever bought. I'm always like, man. I, say that, I think we say that on every deal. <laughs> but, well, you know, hindsight being 2020, you look back and I mean, we bought that, fixed it up, refinanced it, pulled some of our cash back out. Yeah. And it cash flows really well. Yeah. Great property. And, Great property, great area. Interest rates four percent. Tenants, great tenants. Yeah. and you know, I mean, in five years, that's going to be something that we we're not going to be upset to continue to own. Yeah, no, love love that one. So, I mean, you just need to look for those deals right now. The interesting thing is, like, those are the deals you need to be looking for in every market. Yeah, whether it's super hot, whether everyone's buying or no one's buying, or some people are scared or like, just, you need to find, find the good deals because you can't take down every deal. Yeah. And so, you know, just to put a couple other nuggets on there, because I think especially newer investors will be, will be helpful to takeaways. And, and I'm always saying check boxes, but sometimes people are, you know, Jay, what the heck do you mean by check boxes? And, you know, the, the check boxes on, on that piece of property weren't so much we're getting this screaming deal going in but we knew because of our engagement with the area the market we knew i mean very very strongly what we could do with that property kind of where we where it was going in and what we could do with it that we would get it we we set a conservative time frame on how long that would take we knew what we could do on the lending side going in refinancing what the, what the other interest rate would look like on a longer term hold. So we had all these check boxes. And so that's where we did say, 
going in, wow, this isn't, this isn't some sort of screaming deal. But by the time we did all of our check boxes and really conservatively though, thought what we could do with that property, um, said, hey, this, this is definitely purchase, took the emotion out of it. And now today, all three of us in that one, uh, we love that thing because we, we, the, it was better to us than, than our conservative estimates. And that's, that's good. That's the way you want to plan for it. And if it makes sense, buy it and, and have fun being surprised if things go better than expected uh, or the market hands you a layup like low interest rates, just enjoy that. Okay. Uh, but you don't plan for it, but definitely enjoy it. The problem is most people will either find an excuse or they'll yeah. just do it, right? Because when it was low interest rates in 2000, what, 2020, when we bought the fiveplex, or do we buy that in 2021? Was it 21? It was early yeah. 21 or late 20? February of 21. Okay, that sounds right. It was a time where most people were like, what I was hearing was, oh, the market's too hot. You can't find any deals. We found a deal. And I know if I told people what that deal was today, most investors would be like, oh, well, you want to sell me that? In fact, I remember our insurance agent tried to get me to hold yeah. the I think I think the uh, the banker wanted in on it too, I think. So it's yeah. a good sign. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, like at the end of the day, you just just gotta find find what makes sense. And that's different for everyone at every given point in time. Like I hate those blanket statements that it's like, you know, it's a terrible time to buy or terrible time to sell because is it, you know, like it's situational. Best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. Second best time is today. I keep going back to that because it's, it's just so true. And, it, you know, to your point, you're a man of action, gets you far in, in life. And, and that's what it comes down to, taking action, taking swings. Yep, it's very true. Man, I think, I think that's a good real estate rapid fire. We should, uh, we should do one of these live one day and let people post in the chat and see what questions they have. And that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, be fun to hear from the from your audience. Yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll get it scheduled. Sounds good, man. Well, thanks for having me. It's always good to be here. Appreciate what you're doing out there. People need to know about real estate, so I'm 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 happy for it and happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, thanks for thanks for agreeing to do this with me. And guys, if you have any questions, please email them in to uh, the financially free investor at gmail.com. And then Jay, if, if anyone's looking for passive income opportunities and they're an accredited investor, where can they go to find out some of our offerings that we have coming up? Yeah, good question. So we do, we do, we have two, two different offerings depending on what you're looking for uh, in life and in your investment life. They're both good deals. Jordy and I will be in both of them personally. Uh, we're not going to put anything out there that we wouldn't personally do. To find out information on that, we're having a webinar soon. They should probably, can they email your, the same, the same email, Jordy, with like, we'd love to have them on the webinar we're going to have soon, but we need a way to invite them. So we need their email. Yeah. So if you email me at Jordy Clark at SiliconSlopesCapitalPartners.com. So Jordy Clark at S-I-L-I-C-O-N-S-L-O-P-E-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S.com. Jordy Clark at SiliconSlopesCapitalPartners.com. 
uh, and we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, then, you know, just type in the email deals and we'll get you on our accredited investor list, send you over a questionnaire and uh, shoot you over info on, on those deals that are coming up. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the easiest way to. Yeah. I love that. And beautiful little tidbit there, planet earth. Um, you know, again, I, I would recommend if you're looking at deal review and I've done this, I've been on both sides, join some webinars. We'd love to have you on ours. People have webinars where they have investment opportunities and, and you can learn a lot from those too, you know, really dig into these, but we, we will be answering all kinds of questions about the property uh, overall investment for performance. So it's a great way to learn uh, real live, real time. And like I said, whether you invest with us or not, we'd love to have you either way. So look forward to that. Okay. Well, with that, we'll be signing off until next time. We'll see you guys later. See you brother. See you. See you everybody. See ya. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Financially Free Investor. If you found value in this episode or know someone who would find value in this information, please share with them, subscribe, and send us a review.